I'm, uh, I'm gonna dip this potato in some crushed Vicodin. There's nobody who can stop me. Welcome to the Potato Week podcast with your host, Dan Fleming and Tom Crossman. Thanks, DJ. Thank you, DJ. Welcome to episode 196 of Potato League Podcast. I say that because the one that we originally recorded for 196, I never posted. And it was very, because it, oh, really? it got lost in draft day. It was just the one oh. we talked about football for like yeah. an hour. <laughs> and like, because it was the day of my, my our home draft and yeah. like, it got lost in the shuffle. And then by the time I realized that I hadn't posted, I was like, this is... This is like really out of date now because it's like completely all of everything that we talked about. Because most stuff you can go back and listen to, and it's like a movie or something. But yeah. stuff like that, it's so irrelevant after wow. the fact. That so that is that will be the long lost one ninety six. There are several long losts, <laughs> especially yeah, we early. Lost at least like five oh yeah, or like so this along this the thing way. that we're planning on doing for episode two hundred. It's really like I don't know. We've probably recorded two hundred and ten episodes. Oh no, easily. It's Easily just that we've posted, yeah. yeah. The numbering has we've never been quite... We've numbered 200. Yeah, exactly. And that's what uh, matters, damn it. Right. Uh, if you hear something that sounds like a snoring elephant in here, it's the coffee maker. If, that, if you're wondering what that noise is, every once in a while, uh, it makes a weird noise. And it's yeah, it, it might be done doing it now. Between that and the upstairs dinosaurs, man. Yeah, yeah. I was just telling Dan the kids started watching the Netflix. Uh, I didn't even know that was a thing. That there yeah, was a I Jurassic, had, yeah. I assume it's like official. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Is it is it canon? <laughs> like, who are the characters in it? Oh, I don't fucking know. I didn't watch it, Dan. <laughs> it just, was only on all day. I just heard it. Yeah, uh, yeah. They started watching it. It came out like Friday. It, it premiered Friday. The kids started watching it yesterday morning, and they were done by eleven. Uh, done with the season, and then that eve last night, Colin said, "Dad, do you want to wa- start watching that show?" I said, "Colin, didn't you finish it? Yeah, but we can start it over. Yeah, you can watch it again, man. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, the kids certainly enjoyed it, yeah. so that's good. I, um, I had no idea it was coming into existence. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I don't. I'm not usually on top of the cartoon world anyway. Right. But, yeah. It was certainly better than the other uh, kid choice from yesterday, which was Smurfs too. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Jacob Tremblay's in that movie. Is he? Yeah, he's like four. Oh. Um, Is is, is, uh, Neil Patrick Harrison part two as well? Yes. Okay. I've not seen any of them. I just remember it was like he was in part one. Yeah, and... uh, I mean, Hank Azaria is They're, they're mining our childhood hard, but I still have zero desire to watch Smurfs. Oh, no, and you're rightly so. It's, uh, there's, and there's a lot of, like, names in it. Like, the, a lot of the voices of Smurfs, well, I mean, I, she's not like she's an actress, but she's a very famous person. Katy Perry is Smurfette, and uh, John Oliver is one of the voices. There's a lot is, of is people in that Smurf? movie. I don't fucking know. Because it seems like he would be a good match for Brainy could, Smurf. Could not tell you. <laughs> I don't even know if there's a fucking brainy smurf in the movie. There's a talking duck in it. Uh, it's weird. A talking duck played by Brendan Gleeson, who is... I'm, I'm suddenly afraid of that duck. <laughs> it's, 
That's it's a- also an hour and 45 minutes long. Yeah, now, that is bold. That, I texted Dan last night and said, you've got to have some fucking confidence to make a one hour and 45 minute Smurfs movie. Yeah. Like, that's the equivalent, an hour and 45 minute kids movie is the equivalent of making a three hour yeah. feature. Like, you got to, your movie better yeah, be all, good. All of a sudden, you're, you know, you're Coppola redoing Apocalypse yes. Now one more time. Yeah. Like, a kids movie is 88 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, the only ones that get away with two hours are Disney, Pixar, and for yeah. the uh, for the good ones, DreamWorks. Yeah. And then maybe like some prestige indie type stuff. But other than that, you're not making yeah. anything over 90 minutes for a kid's movie. Because attention span. they don't have the attention span. Like, yeah. what are you doing for like an hour and 45 minutes most, in a Smurfs a, movie? Most adults don't when it comes to like a kid's movie. Right, because the there's there's... It's, uh, no matter what, a Smurfs movie, no matter what, you just end up, you're doing the same shit. You know, you have your wacky chases and your dumb situation. It's... Yeah. Ezreal's ending up in a pot of soup. It that was always exhausting. seemed to happen a lot on the cartoon. It was exhausting. I didn't, I wasn't even following... Now, in canon Smurfs, did Gargamel create the Smurfs? I honestly could not tell you. Because I got the impression in this world he did. Now... Here's the tough thing because the Smurfs were originally a comic book. Okay, they're like a Dutch maybe original comic book that would track with the with the hats and the and then the clogs and all living in mushrooms. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, so I, I've obviously never read any of those, or else I would probably know a little bit more on the subject. I just remember like most of us do the Smurfs from the cartoon, right? Which were about as inoffensive as Saturday morning cartoons can possibly get. Yeah. You know, you, it's right up there with, like, gummy bears and the fucking snorks or whatever. Where it's Care like, bears. Care bears, You're yeah. Yeah, where it's just... It is a cartoon you can throw a four-year-old down in front of and not have to worry that they're going to learn anything they shouldn't. The, if anything, they're just going to come out saying everything is fucking Smurf. Well, yeah, the Smurf, would you call it Smurf? It's not really Smurf puns. It's Smurf word replacement. Yeah, it's like playing Mad Libs where they just keep filling in Smurf. Yeah, where Smurf is every single answer. Yeah, it, uh, it's, it's the Hodor of, like, Mad Libs. Um, that can get offensive. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah the, what do you the, mean to have, have a Smurfy day? What do you even mean by that? I am... There's a lot of room for passive aggressiveness in their language. I am 90% sure that when I was, I don't know, maybe Tilly's age or maybe a little, not Tilly's age, I had a shirt that said, just smurfing around. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, which, is that just a kid's I, way of saying you're just fucking around? Yeah, I mean, that sums up my life at five, apparently. Is <laughs> yeah. I was just smurfing around. Yeah. Not a lot of responsibilities. <laughs> no, no. Like, Tilly, Tilly ain't got shit to do. Yeah. I mean, she she goes to school, but we take her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's not responsible for anything. Yeah. Uh yeah. So that was my I didn't put it in my I don't put anything in my uh I don't mind putting a shit movie on my letterbox. Mm-hmm. If, if I watched it, I watched it. Yeah. Um I really wish I could put Smurfs 2 in there, but I I feel like I need to have watched at least 80% of it. That's how I am too. I, didn't. I will not put a movie in if I don't finish it. Yeah. Like or like the other day I watched like half of Infinity War. Sure. 
because I was just doing other stuff and it was on. Sure. I did not put it in the letterbox because I didn't feel I don't feel I watched it. Correct. So I don't include it in that in that instance. If I miss like an opening scene and I join in, then then I would probably count it. Yeah. Uh, but like I watched the first God hour and ten minutes or so of Extraction like three months ago <laughs> or whenever it came out. Did you ever watch it? No. The Chris Hemsworth one. No. Um, I mean, it's good. It's him. It's him. Uh, it's the Russos didn't direct, but they produced. I think. Um, it's really good. Uh, I just, I always watch movies. Uh, I will often watch movies like that in parts, and I just never went back and did it again. There's clean uh, mugs in the fridge thing there, and so I mean, obviously, I'm not going to count that because I didn't exactly. finish it. But even if I had. Uh, if I had jumped in, like the portion that I'm missing, even if I had jumped in at that point in the story and watched the rest of it, I also would not count it. Um, but had I stepped into Smurfs 2, actually, I never even saw the end of Smurfs 2, to be honest. I was gonna That's s- when shit goes really haywire. Well, it's really long. And, oh, the other thing about Smurfs 2, it takes place in fucking Paris. Well, yeah, I mean, you gotta have the Smurfs go in places, man. But, like... Again, how the confidence. Fucking, how do they get to fucking Paris? I don't know. I don't know. How the fuck am I supposed to know? <laughs> you think I watched it? No, <laughs> I, I don't know. And But again, the confidence you have to do to walk into a studio exec's office and yeah. be like, this is going to... This is going to take some location work, guys. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm, I'm not budging on this. By the way, most expensive city in the world. Yep. And someone greenlit it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't... There wasn't a ton of... I mean, a lot of it was obviously not in Paris, but some of it was. Yeah. At the very least, DPs went there and filmed shit, and then they overlaid Smurf into it. I don't fucking know. But <laughs> they were just smurfing around. Yeah. But still, someone went into a, into a Somewhere on that set, someone was wearing that shirt. I will put money on it. That would be awesome. Uh, yeah, so that, that was my, uh, the only other thing I watched, uh, since we've last recorded, uh, Colin actually, by request, um, he wanted to watch Hamilton. So we watched Hamilton as a family last weekend. Uh, I still have not. That's okay. He really enjoyed it. Uh, I was surprised. We were proud of him, because Hamilton's long, uh, and he sat through the entire thing. We watched the, and we, you know, we watched them in, in, uh. Uh, there's a, a, a good, it's a two-act thing, so there's, we watched the first act, uh, first night, and then uh, the second act's a bit longer, it's an hour and a half or so, and he sat through the whole thing, he enjoyed it. The only thing, new thing I watched, I watched Birds of Prey, in the uh, meantime. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's, uh... Better than Suicide Squad. Yes, was. better than Suicide Squad. Better than Justice League. Better than BVS, probably. Uh, fun fight choreography. Mm-hmm. I liked that uh, because it was tailored to Harley, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just Harley knows kung fu. You know, which which they could have done, which a lazier movie yeah. would have done. So I appreciated that everything was very, the fight choreography was very much tailored to her, not just her size and stature, but her character. Because mm-hmm. um, it's dumb when they get into those things and all of a sudden they're 
taking 250 pound dudes and bashing them up against the wall and yeah. stuff. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, physics I mean, just no. yeah, it's just just. But the you know the the way that they it, it's still very stylized and ridiculous. Don't, oh yeah, don't get me wrong. It is, I'm a, not, it is I'm an not, over the top. Film. Yeah, I'm not saying that the, the fight choreography is accurate in any way or that it's po- even possible. But then again, it's a fucking superhero movie. Plus um, the only superhero movie with a with a pretty good fried egg sandwich recipe in it. I actually, <laughs> this is no joke. Uh, I started watching it uh, at like eleven o'clock at night when I the first half that I watched. And I paused and went and made one. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did not, but I really wanted to. I was. It was a real letdown, though, because I did it really quickly, and the only bacon we had in the house was the stuff that you just put in the microwave that mm-hmm. you usually will just put on salad or something. Yeah. That We didn't have any actual bacon. Yeah. So it was good for the speed, but microwave bacon is not good. Mm. No. But, yeah, it's it was... Uh, I gave it, like, three and a half stars, I think. It's... It's better. I, I'm gonna roughly guess that's a. a I think you I did. I think it's exactly what you did. Uh, Th- that seems about the accurate rating for me for that film. It's still. Uh, I still think they're doing too oh, much of. The, I I gave it a three and a half. Yeah, mm-hmm. I still think they're doing too much of the stop and put exposition on the screen in splashy letters type mm-hmm. thing. I'm pretty tired of that. Like yeah. let's let's stop that. Yeah, let's move on track. from that. Track, yeah, from that trick. I I don't know who started it, but who did start it? Who would have started that? It was Scott Pilgrim did it a lot. Do you but think it was, all? Do you think it all stems from that? I don't know. I'm sure there were other instances, but that's that's a pretty early instance that I can think of. Is Scott Pilgrim? Is that like 12, 2012, 2013, 2013, right around there? Yeah. But yeah, let's. And again, that at that time was unique. Yeah. Oh, sure. And 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 very much fits that mm-hmm. particular movie mm-hmm. uh, because of the source material and then just the way it's yeah. it's structured. But I'm done with it. Let's stop. <laughs> Even and and it, again, I like this movie just fine, but there was too much of that still. Yeah. And we're gonna get. I'll be curious to see if if there's more of it in the. James Gunn, huh. or do you think he understands that? It's... I think I don't know. He seems to be like he's just going to do his own thing, no matter fucking what. At this point, yeah. I bet that set's. A, I bet that set is a fun set. Yes. Yeah. I still don't know like most of the characters. Yeah. Oh God, no. So that's. I like that because, on one hand, you want to see the characters you know, Mm -hmm. because that's kind of the fun of it, but I then was thinking back to, and it's not a coincidence that it's the James Gunn one, Mm -hmm. but like the first Marvel movie that had characters that I was not from, I at least knew who they were, though, in that instance, in Guardians. I knew who, that's not fair, I knew who Rocket was, and I knew who Star-Lord was Mm -hmm. going in. Um, you know, by the time the movie came out and you'd seen the trailer, sure, yeah, you knew who the characters were. But on on the one hand, you, you want to see Batman and you want to mm-hmm. see Spider-Man, but then when you get a superhero movie in that universe that was all characters you don't know, that was probably the most fun time I had at the oh, theater yeah. was, 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 was Guardians. Um, not knowing anything going in. So I guess as long as the movie is made well... Yeah. 
it doesn't really matter. Well, that I think will be part of the the interesting aspect of this Suicide Squad too is like you knew watching the trailers for the first Suicide Squad. Okay, only that one dude is really going to die because you you see the other characters yeah, yeah. in a majority of settings. You knew, I mean, not all of them made it to the end, but you knew. Okay, it just showed four different scenes with those six characters. Yeah. And they probably did not happen one right after another. So those ones are probably going to make it. With that, this many characters that he's throwing into this, who the hell knows? Well, who is going to be in it for more than six minutes? Yeah, the, the, one of the things that, uh, that I think would make a Suicide Squad movie more interesting is if more than just the first person to prove how the things work dies. Yeah. Because that was... Now I don't remember if more people died in Attack on Arkham, but it was KG Beast that got the, yeah. hey, we're going to show you how this neck bomb thingy works, yep. and there that was go. killed immediately. Uh, yeah, so, so I, I kind of hope there's more <laughs> deaths. Yeah, like, I imagine this one, like, Joel Kinnaman will probably survive because he's the government liaison. He sucks, though. He, he's, he's a good actor in some things, but most things he's just fucking dull. There's nothing to him. But if you told me that Idris Elba is going to last three minutes in this film, I'd be like, all right, I believe that. Or if you told me, you know, he's going to make it to the end, I'd be like, okay, I, I also I believe that. I would be more on the three minutes. Yeah. Wouldn't you? You know, that's the thing. It's like, how, how many films, how many of these characters are going to get Drew Barrymore? Right. That's yeah. Because he's such a big character. He's such a big name. But I, you know, you could see people like Pete Davidson only being only being there for two minutes. Uh, some Michael Rooker, um, Jai Courtney, they'll probably keep around. I don't know. Yeah, he I've, works. Yeah, in, that, in those films, it's the only thing I actually enjoy Jai Courtney in. So fuck's sake, let him do them, please, <laughs> so he can feed his family. Yeah, I, I think I think it's how many like. Not actors, but like name characters are there in this. There's Harley, Harley. Boomerang, and you know, ones that are that are likely to stick around. If Amanda, there's a third. Amanda Waller will stick around most likely. Right. Um, I keep forgetting Mongal is in this fucking movie. It'd be neat if we ended up getting Mongol. Because she's Mong- Mongol's sister. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> I like, Mongal. Yeah. <laughs> and Mongol. Yeah. Uh, that's a great name. Um, I would. I hope we get Capaldi, uh, Capaldi's thinker for the most for a good portion of the film. I, I think that we will. I, but I don't see. I don't see Javelin sticking around. <laughs> good one. You know? sticking around. Get it. Rat, rat catcher two. Not even the first rat catcher, Dan. Rat catcher two. See, I don't know who any of these people are. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? I don't. She, she's the second rat catcher. I guess. A Batman villain. Not to be confused with the Ninja Turtles rat catcher. Well, I was just going to say, it sounds like a Ninja Turtles character. I, I think they did that. I, I literally think that came out in the late 90s. There, in the early 90s. There is a uh, Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated movie. Yes. Came out last year or the year before. I have not seen it. Yeah, there's so many fucking characters. They're all... So many of them are going to die, and it's going to be wonderful. Yeah, hopefully. Well, and and this is the thing I have. This is the respect I have for um, Gunn. 
there's a good chance that one of these characters that you give zero fucks about is going to come out of this being your favorite character. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yes. Like well, if, to, if, you, that if would like, be... all of a sudden, Polka Dot Man is everywhere in DC films after See, this, now, Polka Dot Man is a name I know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of the Drax phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, no one in 2012 would have said that their favorite Marvel character is Drax, but... Somebody out there loves you know, Drax. By the and next can't year. can't wait to see Drax and more shit. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's what we're going to get with John Cena's Peacemaker. See, and that's that's another one that I can, I can see. See, Idris Elba, I can only see Quick Death. Because mm-hmm. uh, he's costly. Yeah, think. right. Compared to everybody else in this movie, he's, he's a name. Right. Uh, and Cena, I can see both ways. Because he would be a good cameo, he would also. I can also see him being in the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think other than the the, the kind of mainline yeah. people, uh, everyone else is. Well, that's. I think up that was some of the beauty of his casting too. Is he cast big name people? Yeah. That are known to just do shit for fun. Yeah. They're like, um, Christ. Let me go back to somebody here. I mean, you've got. I mean, Pete Davidson. He's a pretty big name now. He's yeah. not huge, but he's pretty big. How, uh, Nathan, I mean, <clears throat> um, Nathan Fillion. Yeah. You know, See, there's certain ones that are just in every James Gunn thing, or a lot of James. I mean, he yeah. works with Nathan Fillion a lot. He works with Michael. Michael Rooker, I think, has been in everything that he's ever done, pretty much. I don't know uh, if he was in Tromeo and Juliet, but. <laughs> But he didn't direct that, he only wrote it, so we won't count that. Sure. Uh, but though, and then there's... The only film I'm questioning now is Super, the James Gunn film Super. If Michael Rooker was in that or not, I can't remember. Probably in there somewhere. Was that any good? It wasn't bad. I never watched it. That's the Rain Wilson, Yeah. right? Yeah, pretty I mean, to put, they list for the cast for the film, two people. Oh, that's that's why that's the short. I hate it when they do that. Oh, that's right. Kevin Bacon was the best. Yep, Michael Rooker was in it. There. Oh, and also uh, his brother. Yeah, Sean Gunn's in everything. Is in everything. <laughs> um, sometimes playing multiple roles. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, I've, I he's one I don't rec- I don't recognize Weasel at all. Oh, yeah. I, I have no idea what villain that is from or anything. Probably some sort of rodent based. <laughs> also could be a Ninja Turtles <laughs> villain. Wouldn't you shit if you get a couple minutes into this and the turtles pop out of the sewer and that would be a, that would be weird. Or if that's who the Suicide Squad was going to kill. The Ninja <laughs> Turtles. That's I, why I they would need watch a, the shit out of that's that. That's why they need Ratcatcher. I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah. They team up with Shredder and shit. Oh man, you could have like a Fucking Casey versus yeah. uh, Harley fight. That would turn into a relationship somehow. Yep. And then that, that, April would come in and report on it. I don't know. <laughs> Boomerang would be lecherous towards her. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. we're writing something here, I man. think so, too. We're onto something. So. <laughs> we're going to get a call. Mm-hmm. Guys, have you... It's going to be a cease and desist. Yeah, it, it will be a call, though. They will take notice. <laughs> 
guys, have you gone any further with this idea? No, no, we've got some. No, no, we don't want you yes, to. Yes, please stop. Please stop, or we will sue you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that would be good. I would watch that. Yeah. Like I said, they may, they already made a Batman and Ninja Turtles. Well, this is not that far out, far fetched. Uh, the the only other thing I had uh, was the PS Five showcase was this week. Oh yes. Um, you want to do that now, or do you want to do what you watched? Uh, we can do what I watched, then we'll do the PS showcase. Um, I mean, the main thing I watched uh, last night, I went to Ellsworth and watched Pet Cemetery. It's, I can, I always keep, I'm wearing a fucking shirt, I can just look down. Uh, on Set Cinema. Huh. This is a shirt for The Shining. Which they, they did not have a Pet Cemetery shirt. They did have a Pet Cemetery poster that I ended up getting, though. Um, it's... I say it's a company. It's like a dude and his girlfriend. They that just, can be a company. Yeah. They just go around the country f- showing f- movies where parts of it were filmed. Uh, it's a cool idea a for, for nerds idea. like me. Yeah. Um, one, if... Oh, Andrew and I are debating it, but fucking pandemic is like... Um, they're showing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in a sleepover at the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. It is now like a bed and breakfast. Huh. So you can go and stay and... They're going to have, like, a pajama party night all night long where they just show Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies and feed you barbecue. And it's in right outside of Austin, so kind of cool. But then part of me is like... I like barbecue, though. Yeah, but then part of me is like, oh, you don't know who else is going to be there. Because, like, I'll wear masks. She'll wear masks. Who knows if they will? Plus it's in Texas. It's in Texas. I consider Austin annexed. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's still surrounded by Texas. Yeah, yeah. it's, It's like Vatican City. Yeah, going on there. Uh, with no walls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, maybe that's where and we should no, be building the wall. And no customs. <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah, they some of the other places they've done, they did, uh, they show Halloween at the Myers house. They did, and I know what you did last summer, like by the fishing docks. Yeah. Um, they showed The Shining at the Colorado Hotel. And they just they did a Beetlejuice one last year somewhere in Vermont, where Beetlejuice was filmed. I guess I thought they were gonna say they did the Beetlejuice one from that foamy uh, model town. <laughs> that would, that would be have been fucking great if you just built one of those. For yeah, sure. yeah. I would. Oh yeah, that'd be a really good idea. Um, but it's, it wouldn't be that hard either. No, because it was all cheap, shitty material, egg crates yeah, it, it, and yeah, stuff. Egg crates and foam. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I, yeah, I don't think it'd be hard to do it all. Um, Another idea. Yeah, Jesus, we're kicking them out today. All Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Warner Brothers is like, look, you fuckers, you gotta stop. Uh, so we went and saw Pet Cemetery in Ellsworth. Um, kids where still die. Kids still die. So fuck. Yeah. Um, Bastard gets hit every time. Damn. It's it's still one of my favorite all time horror films. It's it's got it's problematic. It's not always the best acted film. Oh no! But I, I just love the shit out of it. It's definitely uh, it, it's B tier material. Yes, uh, still, it just holds that place. Yeah, um, that was the first like real big kid movie I went to in the theater. Yeah, well, I remember your mom and I take it. Your mom yeah. taking it. <laughs> your mom and I take it. <laughs> your mom and I take it. Dan, you. <laughs> Dan was my stepfather. Yeah, your mom and I were on a date. All right, fine. <laughs> we can, we'll take you to this movie. Yeah. And I, I still remember when they cut, when Gage cuts Judd's Achilles. Yeah. Everyone in the theater. You could hear it was like. 
Oh, yeah. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. But, yeah, I, I knew where part, like, I know where the houses that Stephen King wrote Pet Cemetery is. I know where the house that they filmed that is. Um, you know, the road that they used coming out of Bucksport was the road that shows the big trucks coming out. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I never knew where they actually built the Pet Cemetery, and it's essentially right in the retail area of Ellsworth, near the Elks Lodge. Or... So is it still, is it, uh, is it perpetually marked as such, no. or is it just like that? No, there's no markers fit. whatsoever. Yeah. Like, if you didn't know, you wouldn't, because it's in the back of the park, it's in the back of a parking lot. There's this, like, half moon shaped grassy area yeah it's a little more overgrown now because it's been 30 fucking years yeah but it's when if you had said that's where they filmed the pet cemetery I'd be like oh okay i guess i can see it see i would think look ellsworth's a fine town mm-hmm. <laughs> but like that would be a cool little thing for the town to maintain yes you know, like the there's a fucking like, plaque at the exorcist stairs yeah the, the fucking rocky statue is still outside the museum in philadelphia yeah. uh yeah and he doesn't, it's, you know, it's like... Ellsworth would get a lot more, like, and, and the, um, they offered, like, a discount for the Colonial Inn if you wanted to stay there, because the Colonial Inn was right there. Yeah. And it was sold out. Like, they had no vacancies at the Colonial Inn uh, in mid-September in Maine. That's probably something yeah. that doesn't usually happen. During a pandemic. Why aren't they doing this every year? Why did it take this fucking couple from North Carolina to capitalize on this? You know? They should be having an event like this every fucking year at that spot. Yeah. Because it's an out-of-the-way spot. It's not blocking anything. It's just, like I said, a little half-moon grassy knoll area. At least, like, during Halloween season or something. I don't know. It just just seems like... It seems like... It's not like they have to... Main, make a theme park yeah it's it. not like they have to maintain jurassic park yeah. you know it's like it's, it's the guy literally just threw up an inflatable screen yeah and played the movie and had two showings outside in a pandemic yep that were sold out we went to the 6 30 because you know, 9:30. yeah fuck that no, yeah. not anymore but yeah it was full absolutely full is um Apparently there's an online shop. I follow them on Twitter called Secondhand Bookery. That was like the main sponsor of the event. They sell Stephen King books. They're yeah. from Bangor. They only have an online shop. I don't know who the hell they are. Um, they're a little overpriced on their stuff, honestly. Yeah. For oh look, it's a first edition paperback of such and such. Okay, I twenty bucks really. <laughs> I can go find that literally anywhere in this state. <laughs> yeah, I'm willing to pay for. Dust jackets that are hard to find, yeah. like copies with dust jackets that are hard to find and stuff. And I still, I don't have a uh, first edition stand, like a first. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't either. I don't have a. I have, <clears throat> no, I don't have a good first edition hardcover. Yeah, that. I have. I have a an edition of it, but it's not good. Um, but I'm not gonna pay forty bucks for it. No, you know, if twenty, I would. You know, but like I, I don't know where I kind of arbitrarily well, draw that you line. You cannot go into like an antique junk shop and not find at least ten Stephen King hardcovers. Right? Yeah, they're just you, yeah. you just can't. <laughs> and that and that's why the it's only you know something that was made in nineteen seventy 
whatever year the stand came out uh Nine. and is a diff is literally a different book now yeah. uh other than that i'm not interested in yeah. in up paying you know paying up for your uh your first edition of but I mean, the guy, matter or whatever. the guy was there selling like a bunch of beat to shit hardcovers and paperbacks for like a couple bucks each. Yeah. And making, selling them. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, do this every fucking year, town of Ellsworth. How hard would this be to put up a sign? Yeah. Filming location of the pet, the fucking pet cemetery, the most iconic setting of that film was right there. Um, they, there's still like some of the, I posted pictures, there's like some of the big boulders that were used to like create some of the walking out parts. Yeah. Um, but, like I said, as it's filming, they, he set the, the screen down like in the middle of the little grassy area and it's still got all of the birch trees. are still They're, they're a little taller. Sure. Because, again, 30 it's years. 30 years. <laughs> but you, as they're walking through the scene where they're walking around in the pet cemetery, the trees are matching up. Yeah. You can see like, oh, nope, that's that, that, that's that, that. Boom. And it was kind of fucking cool. To just see that. Um, but yeah, this is probably the biggest film ever filmed in Maine. Think so? I could, it, probably. I can't think of much else. I bet there's something that would surprise you. Oh, probably. But the, I'm not, I'm that will to bring think... tourists? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cider House Rules is not... <laughs> yes. uh... Wait, where did Tobey Maguire take a shit? Right <laughs> over here, man. Yeah. But they should be, yeah. They, sh I'm sure there's... Right in this cider house. I mean, it's in front of the Eagles Club or whatever the fuck that is. Where, yeah. where that, like I said, I think, can't remember if I said it on air or not. Where they, they, that was the production offices. Put up a little fucking museum. I'm sure I, there's some pictures and some shit hanging around. Right, yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, fucking make a little corner of the museum. Hey, Pet Cemetery, this is where they started filming Pet Cemetery. Here's a fucking, you know, a map to other locations if you want to go take a day drive around town. Because almost everything that was, oh, um, here's the area of fucking um, Mount Hope Cemetery where they filmed this. Uh-oh. What? Part of Forrest Gump was filmed in Maine. Oh, Jesus. Uh, part of Jumanji was filmed in Maine. Oh, shit. North Berwick. Hmm. Um, oh, it's one of those shitty lists that if there's a fucking ad between every oh, single. Oh, I hate those. <laughs> uh, I don't care about your breadstick recipe. Um, what else is on here? But is there a good story with the breadstick recipe? Part of it, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there is. <laughs> I think the the thing was though for the sauce they were dipping. I'm not oh. interested. Uh, the preacher's wife was filmed in Portland. Huh. I actually remember that. Pet Cemetery was filmed yeah. in Bangor, Bucksport, Hancock, Ellsworth, and Acadia. Yeah. All things within like a two-hour drive. Fucking Maine, use this. Carousel from 1956. If that one guy there can do the SK tours around Bangor and right. fucking continually make enough money to do it every year. Yeah. And as far as I know, he doesn't go out of town. Really? He just does the Bangor area. How much, what else is what else is within twenty minutes that you'd want to see? Pretty much only the stuff in the yeah. yeah. So the probably, majority of the yeah, stuff is that makes sense. Yeah. So I I wouldn't I wouldn't see that. So yeah, Ellsworth, latch onto this man. <laughs> it's there for the taking. <laughs> There's cider house rules right there. 
Uh, Toby McGuire face. MDI and Bar Harbor. Uh, message in a bottle. Oh, the shit. Kevin the, Costner for the Nicholas Sparks fans out was there. Was it Kevin Costner? Oh yeah, and okay. Robin Wright Penn. At uh, that, time, I think. that was in Bath, New Harbor. Uh, oh shit! I, know, I forgot about that. That's one of the other cool things I did. Casper. Uh. The other cool things. Um, yes, <gasps> they did for a charity last weekend. Shutter Island, nice on the coast. Um, a Princess Bride read along, read through. Oh, I still, I haven't watched that yet. Is it uh, available? I think so. Okay. Uh, it at least I thought it was. Cool. The I did watch because um, Patton Oswalt obviously yeah. was, was uh, sharing mm-hmm. little snippets of it and uh, watching how into it Mandy Patinkin. Oh is my God! Mandy is Patinkin just, is the world. After is that. so great because he's so into it. Yeah, and he uh, made other people get that into it too. Yeah, uh, uh, and it's so funny because like sometimes they had like three or four people on screen. And yep. two of them weren't, like, doing anything. Yeah. And just you could see them, like, lighting up, watching Mandy Patank. When he goes to get the fucking sword, like, I cheered. Yeah. I was, like, I did. I was the Leonardo DiCaprio meme with the pointing at the TV. By the I was way. Like, it's the fucking sword. That is my favorite meme of recent whatever. Yes, it's so, awesome. <laughs> it's so perfectly, and it, that, I loved that in the movie, too, by the way. This yeah. is totally jumping subjects. His ability to nail that, that yeah. pathetic, look at me, I'm on TV, mm-hmm. the cigarette and the beer can and the way he snaps is so perfect. It's yeah. one of the most perfect little character, yeah. uh, it made I don't him, even know. What, it made him real. Yeah, like, and that, and that gift so perfectly captures that scene mm. That you're like, my God, you see that entire, every ounce of that character is in that one mm-hmm. still shot. And it's <laughs> and it's the best meme ever because it works for so many things. Oh, oh sorry, because, um, skipping a little bit. I also, uh, I found out Andrew had never watched Inception, so we watched Inception. Mm. Which has another well-known Leonardo DiCaprio meme in yep. it. Um, and I just, as soon as it showed that scene, I'm like, he's going to squint. He's just it. <laughs> Look at it. You get the Leonardo pointing meme at when he's going to squint. Yeah. In Inception would be the inception of. Yeah. I think we just invented something else. <laughs> that one just keeps going back and around yep. and it never ends. It would be uh, <laughs> perpetual. Uh, but yeah, I watched the table read. Um, there were some gaffes here and there because, like, um, for like the first like it was live. Who gives a shit? For the first like five minutes, like you couldn't hear Josh Gad. Oh because yeah. It, I mean, it was all done on fucking Zoom for Christ's sake. So yeah. You didn't get to hear him do the iconic "Anybody want a peanut?" line, oh. which kind of sucked. Yeah. Um, but st- it was just so much fun. You know who watching doesn't, everybody do it. You know who doesn't love it when you uh, recite that whole scene verbatim while it's happening is anyone that you're watching it with. Yeah. Because I do that, and it bothers people. <laughs> Rightfully so. I, I do that to pretty much the whole fucking movie. Uh, the other cool thing about the table read was they included... It was the shooting script. So they did oh, sure. De- so yeah. they did deleted scenes. Oh, cool. And Because you'd be listening, and you're like, wait a minute. That's not right. That, that's that's new. Ooh. Um, I want to know what the fuck Fred Savage was doing so that he wasn't here. Who, uh, I mean, obviously Peter Falk couldn't make it. Andre the Giant couldn't make it. Yeah. Who, um, um, 
the priest, the Malage, mm-hmm. that was done by Eric Idle, which was awesome. Uh, he wasn't there. Um, someone else, uh, the the man suffering the the with al- albinism. Yes. Um, he was not there, so they got this other al- well-known al- uh, albinism actor. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple. There, there were a couple other here and there, like um, the guy who who held. There's only one key, and I have it. Yeah, that guy wasn't there, so Finn Finn Wolfhard had to read that role as well last minute. Um, but yeah, I mean Finn Wolfhard did a good job, but he definitely was a more modern teen than. There was there was a little bit more cynicism to his reading, yeah. Than Fred Fred's, um, but yeah, I want to know what the fuck Fred Savage's excuse was for not being there. It's not a good is, one. Is he not a Democrat? Can't be a good one. I don't know. Um, and that was the other cool thing. Too, it was like all proceeds went to Wisconsin Democrats. I hadn't thought of the political leanings of Fred Savage. I hadn't either. Now I do. Yep. <laughs> now I wonder. <laughs> but I mean, the dude was a director. On, he's directed a ton of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episodes. So I can't imagine he means right after directing those. I wouldn't think so. Um, um, I don't know. Maybe he was off doing something and he just couldn't. Speaking of things along those lines, I did. I was watching uh, right before you came today. I was the uh, most recent... You know how the the Mr. Sunday movies, they'll the Weekly Planet guys, they'll they their main YouTube thing is the Caravan of Garbage, but then sometimes they'll just post like a twenty minute conversation from yeah. the show that week. Uh, so I was watching one of those, and they were talking about uh, they went through a bunch of movies. We could actually go through them if I could remember them all. Uh, where the first movie was good, and then they got significantly worse as you went along, and then you uh, would have to decide if you would destroy everything after the original or would you keep yeah. keep it all but anyway uh one of the things that they that they brought in was uh starship troopers oh yeah and now i have to go find it because as they were talking about it like do we keep starship troopers and shit can the other two yes and they said 100 yes um they had done something whether it was caravan of garbage or uh one of the other uh you know snippet type ones where they talk about the same thing that we talked about a while ago that, like, I was blown away by, that people don't understand what Starship Troopers is about. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. I, honest to goodness, did not know that was a a thing, that, like, they didn't... Oh, I am sure, like, out there, there are Marines with their fucking tattoo, and it's not ironic. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I could. Yeah, they're I out could, there going, like, yeah. fucking it, kill them all. Yeah, and and so apparently they did a thing on it now. So now I have to go back and find it because uh, he's like, because he was talking about the same thing. It's like, so there's this group of people that don't understand a movie about where in in which you have to join the military in order to be a citizen. Mm-hmm. You don't get what that's about? Yeah. Or the Nazi, the literal Nazi yeah. uniforms? Yeah. Like, you don't get to have children huh. unless you join the military, you know? Yeah. There's fascist overtones. Okay. <laughs> what? I mean, look at look how Neil Patrick Harris is dressed in oh, that Jesus, movie. Yeah. For fuck's sakes. And they're little like they're literally like eugenicists. Yeah. <laughs> 
wild. Yeah. Uh, I did I did not know that was a phenomenon. And apparently there's a whole uh, Weekly Planet thing, oh, yeah. uh, little mini episode wrapped around it, so I gotta go find that. Speaking of trilogies, though, this this can kind of play into some of the other stuff I watched, because it's the middle of September King, so I've been watching some, uh, my Stephen King movies. I watched the Sometimes They Come Back trilogy, which again, forgot was a trilogy. I had never before watched Sometimes They Come Back again. Didn't know that... Okay, I guess I knew that a movie was made. Yeah. Yeah, definitely did not know that there were... I'm guessing two and three have absolutely nothing to do with the story. Not really, no. Yeah. Um, part two, there are people coming back from the dead, but they're almost the main characters of the story. Um, you get probably the most over-the-top performance I've ever seen from anyone in Alexis Arquette. Um, yeah. But you also have, balancing that out, Hilary Swank. Huh. Hilary Swank is in that film. I started watching the Hilary Swank series on Netflix. The oh, yeah. uh, Don't even remember what it's called anymore. We um, watched the first episode. Away. Who else was in this? Um, Michael Gross, TV's dad. <clears throat> Michael Gross. Is um, that... Uh, uh, is he, he's the uh, family ties? Yeah. Okay. He, the big story in this one is, as a kid, this like motorcycle gang, led by Alexis Arquette, um, kidnap his sister. And now this is two or three? Two. Okay. Are using her in a ritual. I don't want to get lost. Here. Are using her in a demonic ritual, and he ends up killing them accidentally by, they're in, a, they're in an abandoned mine, ne- performing this ritual next to like a, tra- a power transformer. And it starts sparking, and the wire breaks off, and he sticks the wire, because they all go to stand in a puddle, and he electrocutes them that way. This sounds like a very specific uh, uh, order of events that need to happen for the rest of this movie to happen. Yes. So then, you know, he grows up, his mother dies, and they go back, he goes back to his hometown with his daughter, Hilary Swank, (laughs) and they're cleaning up the mother's- Please tell me that's her character name, because that would be great. (laughs) (laughs) Hilary Swank, get over here! Um- and you you find out one of the one of the killers is back and he's trying to kill people to bring back. His I mean, it's crew. in the name of the movie, Dan. Obviously, um, and it turns out that Michael Gross once again has to come to the rescue because they kidnap Hillary Swank to perform a demonic ritual in an abandoned cave next to a power transformer. Jesus fucking Christ! They literally die the same exact way. He he goes. There's a puddle in front of them. He goes and he grabs the electrical wire, and they step into the puddle. All of them, and he once again kills them by electrocution. <clears throat> when was this movie made? Was it during? Uh, would oh, it was, the, talk- it was the '90s. Okay, I was, I was gonna say it's post uh, Family Nin- Ties. '96. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is like so Hillary Swank is like a teen. Yes, this is this is like immediately. I think after Next Karate Kid. I couldn't tell you when that was yeah. made. So that was like '94, '95. Um, so, yeah, this is pre-Boys Don't Cry. Yeah, yeah, before she started dying or getting horribly... <laughs> <laughs> or getting horribly beaten up in movies. Yeah. Uh, she, it, this movie was so, so absurd, I actually enjoyed it more than the first one. Yeah. Uh, both got two and a half stars, because they are not quality cinema by any means. But they're they're good for their own reasons. Um, the third one, sometimes they come back for more. <laughs> Takes place in Antarctica. It's essentially the thing. I was just gonna say, is this trying just trying to be the thing? It's trying to be the thing. It's 
awful. Um, and the thing is in the Arctic Circle, right? Yeah. This so is like, the Antarctic. So they're probably like, guy, is this very much like the thing? No, no, dude. They were literally on the other end of the planet. Yeah, these are demons <laughs> more than shapeshifters. Yeah. Um, the main actor in... Sometimes they come back for more. Uh, I'm trying to remember his fucking name. You would recognize him as, oh, he plays that kind of loser sidekick in everything. Um, I most recognize him as Dooley from Beautiful Girls. Oh. Michael Rappaport? Oh, no, no. <laughs> My, there he goes. Match Max Perlick. Oh, yeah, that guy. He yeah. was also... He was in Blow, Cliffhanger, Drugstore Cowboy, Maverick. Um, what's what's recent? Um, <laughs> two episodes uh, of My Name Is Earl. He fits perfectly for that show. Maybe that's why I remember. But it's not. Um, oh, he was in Dino Croc. Oh, good. The the gray. The gray that everyone, the movie that everyone went to, expected to see a wolf fight. Pony Boy on the Shield for one episode. Yeah. How about that? Was he in a like a? Oh, that's right. A, I forgot he was in. He Gilmore was an Girls. Outsiders he, cosplayer. He was in Gilmore Girls for three episodes. I forgot about that. Oh no, his name was Dooley in Blow. Kevin Dooley. What the fuck was his nickname in Beautiful Girls? Something else. I'm like, he was everywhere in the fucking nineties. Kev, he played Kev in Beautiful Girls. He was everywhere in nineties movies. Everywhere. Everyone's gotta have a Kev. He played Man in Hat in the Alice in Chains video for No Excuses. How about that? Is it the same hat he's wearing in his headshot there that you showed me? Probably. Probably. Yeah, his little fedora. Yeah. Um. But yeah, though that that trilogy does not need to exist. <laughs> Speaking of, um, the first movie doesn't need to really exist. It's a fine, like, well, like, fine, that, it's a perfectly fine Stephen King adaptation of one of his short stories. Nothing that's like other other franchises they brought up, for example, were, <laughs> yeah. and a lot of times it was like, well, there's some value in some of the sequels, but it still would have been really cool to leave that movie all alone by itself. Uh, like they brought Robo- RoboCop mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Although I kind of like the second one, the first one's good. The second third one's, one's fucking third. Third one is just yeah. And third never, one is I've never seen any past the third. Oof. I don't know how many there are. I think there's five. Are there? Because I think I, I I've seen at least four, and the fourth one is just dreadful. Yeah, just that's the one with um, Penelope Penelope Cruz. Cruz. Yeah. That one is just it's uh, it's awful. It and it's hard to imagine watching the first one. And then saying that you could make any movie in this universe a bore to watch. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not a great movie. Like, h- how could you possibly make a movie in this universe? How could you make it just a complete bore to watch? But that it's, yeah. it is. Uh, the third one is just way too long. And it's it also suffers from the, okay, the movie's over. Oh, wait, there's 45 minutes yeah. left? <laughs> Uh, that is also the most expensive movie ever made. Which one? The third. The one. third one. It had a budget of like three hundred and ninety million dollars. Yeah, I mean it's a it is a technical marvel when yeah. you watch it because like the facial animations on uh, Squidward there are yeah. unreal, and the 
the whole thing at the end, and that's the thing too. You can tell it's, they have this big vortex swirling sea battle. It's it's very cool, but like you're so not invested at that point. That's like the finale. You're like I just don't give a fuck at this point. I just want this to be over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would totally jettison the the rest of the pirates movies yeah. and just hold on to the first. That one. first one's perfect. I love that first one. Um, and it's also uh, that one also surprised everyone because it's a movie based on a ride. Yeah, no one thought that. <laughs> you was know, be everyone it. thought it was. And at be that time, people shit. Johnny Depp was not Johnny Depp again. Yeah, he was has been in a bunch of failed movies. Yeah, or unknown films. They always the, actors like that always have that middle period when they go between yep. getting by on being the young hunky person mm-hmm. to still. I mean, look, Johnny Depp's gonna look great till he day yeah. dies, but uh, when you're not 24 anymore, yeah, yeah, we're gonna see, and I, I think we'll see that with Robert Pattinson with the Batman. Where yeah. all of a sudden he'll be huge again. Although he's one of the rare ones where most of those middling films he took. Yeah. Are good. Well, yeah, and he's he uh, made he's still, great career choices. Is he thirty? Probably. Uh, hey Google. Actually, the mic's off. The mic's back on. Yeah, thanks. Hey Google, how old is Robert Pattinson? Thirty-four years old. Holy, Holy shit! shit. Uh, so he was playing a teenager in his early twenties. Hey Google, what year did the first Twilight movie come out? In the United States of America, Twilight was released on November 21st, 2008. So 12 years ago. So yeah, he well, he's 22. Yeah. But still, uh, the character was like 108 or something. Yeah. I just watched, actually, that was, yeah, that was the most recent pitch meeting was they did New Moon. <laughs> Man, like every, that's, and, and that's how I've consumed 90% of my Twilight. Robin and I watched the first one. Which, in some time, some parts you just want to. It's hilariously entertaining, and then other times it's just the worst. Now, thankfully, I think all of those movies are pretty short. But the only way that I have consumed anything past the first one is through uh, honest trailers, pitch meetings, <laughs> and like the YouTube uh, movie things. So. I feel like I know the movies pretty well, but my God, every, every time something comes out, new comes out around it, I learn new dumb things about these movies. Yeah. Uh, like the plot of New Moon is, I don't, I don't have a word for it. It's oh, yeah. fucking garbage. Okay. It's so, it's so dumb. Oh yeah, when I had someone describing me like when they finally have the baby and... The wolf, werewolf kid, Jacob, then yeah. prints on the young daughter, so that the young daughter will <laughs> yeah. is now his. I'm like, that's in the that's I'm like, in the what? that's in the the one of the last ones. Yeah, because they Breaking did dawn. Yeah, because they they did the same thing that every fucking franchise did was which is split, split the third one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the second one the second one is some because I had seen a lot of things about the Breaking Dawn ones. Uh, I think this is, I don't know, maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but the plot of New Moon and the, the way that it's set up is so fucking dumb. It's so dumb. Like, and people are. were so into it. Mm-hmm. And none of, just none of it made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, well, I think both of the lead actors came out of it 
better oh, yeah. than oh yeah better than those movies deserved to be i don't know if that's the way yeah, i put it i i really like Kristen pat uh Kristen stewart stewart I really like her in most things she appears in. The thing that won me over with her was, of all things, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> like, she's great on Saturday Night yep. Live. Uh, and I feel like if you if you can do that... Yeah, because um, yeah, that's the thing they get shit on the most for, for those movies, is like, she had no facial expressions. They don't look like they're really into it. I'm like, that was would, directed. I was like, also, would you be? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, I, I think the argument against that would be be a pro. Yeah. But I think a lot of the, especially Kristen Stewart, is directed. Yeah. Directed blank face. Apparently, there's a whole there's a whole like twenty minute section of New Moon where they have broken up, where she sits expressionless in a chair <laughs> for like, and it just kind of keeps going back to her. She's still depressed. Uh, and I think with him. Again, I think it was just weird direction, I guess, because I can't imagine the, the 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 facial expressions were a choice. Yeah, they couldn't have been and based even on. If they were directors can go. Yeah, no, let's yeah. not do, let's not do that. Yeah, you don't have that pull at twenty two or whatever <laughs> yeah. he was at the time. But and like you said, based on his work since then, it makes going back and looking at Twilight stuff all the more baffling. Yeah, like. This was someone else's choice, yeah. you know. Like, because uh, yeah, he's a damn good actor. Yeah, in I've every liked, other thing yes. I've seen him in, I've I have liked him in everything else that I've seen him in. And you're telling me that, yeah, that was what he chose to go with, and they were fine with it. Yeah, yeah. it just, I don't know. It that those movies feel like, uh, and I don't say this to be a complete. I mean, I know they were professional and, people. And the thing is, those directors have done other good things. Like yeah, that's the baffling the, thing, too. The, the middling film, the middle film, was directed by fucking David Slade. Yeah. Who did 30 Days of Night. Well, the, even the third one's... Is it Bill Condon or something? Something like that. Yeah, it's... <laughs> like, someone that has a legit career yeah. made those last two shit boxes. Well, even the first one. Um, Twilight, the first one, was directed by Catherine Hardwick. Um... <laughs> She's done good stuff. I liked the movie 13. I like Lords of Dogtown, you know. That's the one I was trying yeah. to think of. And she's gone on and directed a ton of TV since then. She's she's probably not the best director for that particular film because it was going to be a blockbuster and they knew it. I would have maybe gone with someone a little more. Um, Eclipse was directed by David Slade. Which one is Eclipse? So that must be That's the second one. First okay, one is so New Moon is the first one, I think. No, the first one doesn't have a a thing. I don't. Hey, Google. Are there five of these fucking movies? How many Twilight movies are there? Five. Holy shit! There's five. So, hey, Google. So the fourth one is broken into two. Is New Moon the second Twilight movie? According to Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia. It is the second film in the Twilight Saga film series and okay. is the sequel to 2008's Twilight. Okay. Okay. So New Moon is, was directed by Chris Weitz. I don't know who that is. Uh, he was one of the writers on Rogue One. Uh, he directed The Golden Compass. He directed About a Boy. Uh, was an uncredited director. Didn't The Golden with Compass his, suck? Is that yeah. the, uh, um, he was, him and his brother directed the American Pie film. 
Okay. Um, so again, so a odd, career, but an odd choice for this movie. Um, and the third one again, David Slade, fucking not hasn't done a lot of great stuff after Thirty Days of Night. But I'm I'm wondering, like, did Eclipse kind of fuck him in the career? Maybe. Uh, so Eclipse would have been the. So we decided that's the third one. Yeah, and then New Moon is the fourth. I mean, Breaking <clears throat> Dawn is the fourth. And that was directed, yeah, by Bill Condon. Yeah. Who is an Academy Award-nominated director. Right, right. Fucking Dreamgirls, Kinsey, Gods and Monsters, Chicago, Beauty, just, and the Be- Beauty and the Beast. It's just, it's so weird. Yeah. Uh, who could have made a good Twilight movie? Now, you have to keep in mind that the, the, the source material is really bad. Like, yeah. really tough to... Like there's some there's some stuff you just can't avoid, if it and still have it be a Twilight movie. Could anyone have made a good Amy one? Amy Heckerling. That would have been interesting. Um, I know she's known more for her comedies, uh, like Clueless and Fast yeah. Times at Ridgemont High. But she gets teenagers. Yep. She makes even hundred year old ones. She makes teenagers interesting, which none of them were. Correct. And I mean, you've got fucking. A great cast in that movie. Yeah. I mean, not not all of them. No, but uh, Anna Kendrick's in that movie? Yeah, Anna Kendrick's in that film. You're uh, telling me you can't make a good movie with fucking Anna Kendrick? Uh, um, Dakota Fanning is in one of the later ones. Yep. Um, the... 90s staple Peter Fascinelli. Yes, that's the one I was trying to think of. Kellen Lutz, who have only I ever enjoyed when he appears on 30 Rock. I didn't know what his name was. What, uh, who was he in the 90s? What was his... Peter Fascinelli? Yeah, what was his biggest thing? Oh, Because I know he was the... It the, was one of those, like, She's All That types yeah. of films that wasn't She's All That. Right. Um, hold on. And he's, is or was married to Jenny Gar? Yes. Peter Fascinelli, back to the 90s, the beginning of his career. I think we're talking way more about Twilight than I was planning on I was, when I woke up this yeah, morning. Yeah, I wasn't planning on talking. I uh, Can't Hardly Wait. That's right. That's you can't Hardly is. Wait. Can't Hardly Wait was good. Um, Supernova? Oh. Is, is, it's definitely Can't Hardly Wait that I'm thinking of. Yeah, his career kind of tanked. Because he walks into the party with his letter, with his jacket yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Twilight. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do you watch? Anything? Uh, much better. Back to <laughs> we'll get back to some actual good '90s movies. Like I said, I'm 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 mostly been watching Stephen King '90s films, which most people know are not the cream of the crop. Nope. Uh, I watched the Salem's Lot miniseries, the Rob Lowe version, which I like more every time I watch it. Um, I watched the Night Flyer, which I still think holds up incredibly well. It's just a tiny little mean horror film. I don't even know what that is. It's the one with Miguel Ferreira where he plays a tabloid journalist who is on... There's these night flyer murders that are happening at airports up and down the East Coast. Nope. And it's a vampire. No um, memory. It's a good flick. Hard to find, though. Hard to find. My, the Blu-rays. Is, where, what is that? Up. What collection is that in? One of the earlier ones. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> I watched Thinner, which is, again, still fun. Not great, but fun. Uh, I can't get through that movie. Joe Montaigne. 
<laughs> you just wanted to say that. I did. Uh, watch Pet Cemetery 2, which I also enjoy. What is Pet Cemetery 2 about? It's just um, a different family or something. Yes, it's a, there's like little nods to uh, Pet Cemetery, but it's not like a direct. It's um, Anthony Edwards plays a veterinarian who, after the death of his estranged wife, who is a Hollywood actress, moves to um, the Pet Cemetery town with with <laughs> with his young boy Eddie Furlong. Um, who is or is not dead? Every time we talk about him, I ask. He is not. Uh, he looks like he should be, but he is not. Um, he befriends, like, a local fat kid whose stepdad is Clancy Brown. Um, I like Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown shoots that boy's dog. Jeez. They take it out to the pet cemetery. It comes back. Shenanigans ensue. Yep. Um, it, it's fun. It's not great, but it's fun. It sounds um, like the dog had a great time. Yeah. Uh, I watch Needful Things, which I just found this out and it stuns me. There's a three-hour cut of Needful Things. I oh, I know. It was specifically for TBS or TNT. One of yeah, those. yeah. I've seen it. I have not. I've <laughs> never seen it. And I'm pissed at... Apparently it exists on a German Blu-ray. Didn't they... They aired it, though. Didn't oh, yeah, they, they aired it on TV. Okay, yeah, yeah, because I but, watched it. But they've never put it out on oh, disc. Oh, okay, I get what you're saying. As the three-hour yep. cut. It, it apparently the only edition of it out there is a German uh, Region B Blu-ray. I mean that it was a Sunday, yeah. Because on TBS it's, it's every a, it's a four it's a four fucking, hour chunk of time. Yeah, it's every four minutes there's a fucking ad. Uh, yeah, I remember watching that. But I've never seen it, and it's I want I really really want to now because it's a fine film, but would it they, just motors through everything so fast. When would they have done the TBS one? Early two thousand. Early two. Either late nineties or early two thousands. I feel like that's when I would have. That's when I would have been yeah. willing to lay on a couch for three or four hours. Yeah, the watch. film came out in ninety three. So. Right. I'm I'm picturing it as a post college thing that I would have yeah. done. Uh, but like I, I scoured YouTube. I looked all over for. I, I searched eBay for bootleg cuts of it. Sure. No, nothing. Which is weird. So that is now one of my like need to find things for next year. Because next year for this, I want to watch the three hour cut. Yeah. Um, and again, it's a perfectly fine adaptation. Uh, Max von Sydow was great. Yeah, it, <laughs> if anything, it's too. It just motors through the plot way yeah. too fast. Yeah, right, right. Because it, it's a it's it's a longer book. Yeah. Uh, and it's an intricate plot. Yes, like it real. All the things that he sets in motion have to happen for it to really happen. Right. Um, and in the movie, it happens, but you don't. You don't really get the house. You and don't the care about any of the characters because. Yeah. Other than, like, Ed Harris and, you know, Bonnie Bedelia, they're on screen for two minutes. Right. Um, but it's well, it's a well-done film. I really want to see the three-hour version of it. Yeah, I mean, obviously I could not tell you at all yeah. what the differences were. Well, that's the thing. But... Like, it's not, like, big scenes. It's just right. the little stuff, the character how, stuff. I mean, how long is this, the, the regular kind two of movie? Hours. It's, okay. like, two hours and two minutes or something. So it's a, it's a chunk of time. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of extra shit. Huh. Uh, and then I watched for '90s films, for, um, and I watched it. This is Stephen King. This, the more I watch it, I, this is like to me the most unrated Stephen King classic, The Green Mile. That movie is fucking phenomenal. I should rewatch that. I have. I probably. I don't know if I've ever rewatched that. I've rewatched it a bunch. I bet I could get time, that. I bet I could get that just to digital bring it, for two bringing bucks. it back to the Cider House Rules. This is the main reason I don't watch Cider House Rules. Because that year, 
the Academy Award nominations for Best Supporting Actor were Michael Clark Duncan in The Green Mile. He's phenomenal. Haley Joel Osment for The Sixth Sense. He's phenomenal. Um, Tom Cruise in Magnolia. He's fucking phenomenal. Um, one other thing in the film that I'm completely forgetting at the moment. And then, um, fucking Michael Caine for Cider House Rules. Yeah. And that fucking won. And I'm like, I mean, the, we always know Oscars love to make the safe choice. That is the safest of safe choices. Well, it's also... He's perfectly fine in that movie. But he's just Michael Caine. Yeah, no one is going back going, you know what was a great performance right. in the 90s? Michael Caine in Cider House Rules. Well, and you wouldn't even pick it out amongst his performances. Yeah. As you pick a nondescript any... scene from that movie, tell me what fucking movie that's from. Well, e- even if you even if you watched every... Like, if you picked ten great Michael Caine performances from whatever to blame it on Rio or whatever... <laughs> uh, you wouldn't, like, signal out, oh, that's the Oscar winner. Yeah. Like, you could with a lot of actors. Yeah. A lot of actors that, I mean, are, are respected, but, like, they've, they've won once or twice. You're, like, at like yeah. as if that's a small feat or something. But you know what I'm saying. And you'd be like, oh, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one that... I, I think... I sorry, think... the only one that comes to mind is Kevin Spacey. You look at... You watch... Yeah. You know, usual oh, look, suspects. He's, he's being smarmy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think the only reason he won it was because the Academy thought they were being a little bit badass by like, place an abortion doctor. We're giving it to you him. You think so? I don't fucking know. It's, it's That's old... pretty weak. <laughs> That's, it's <laughs> a weak winner. <laughs> I mean, you've got to be... Like, if you're if you're uh, clutching your pearls at the thought of that and thinking you're a, a bad boy by... <laughs> yeah. Who's the fourth one? Because I remember... Every fucking person that was up, I was like, I'm happy if any of these win, except Michael Caine. (laughs) (laughs) Green Mile is on disc to digital. Nice. Two bucks. Jude Law for The Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, yeah. Who I really enjoyed in that. I didn't think that one should win. No. But it was good. It was good. It was a good performance. That movie should have been better. I was. I, I remember. Still that I remember being disappointed by that. Oh, I loved it. Uh, that it should have. Um, I don't know if it didn't feel sinister enough. Is that a, the right way to put? That? No, that's a good way to put it. Especially if you read the books. The books are fucking sinister. Yeah, I mean, I got. I. I I've never read the books, but I. Always, I had that impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, I guess the, the, it's, it's weird to say it without having read the books, the movie felt watered down, I guess. And that's another one I've only seen. I might watch it. I think what stands out a lot for me more is because it was such a beautifully filmed movie as well. Yeah. It trailers really well. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, that might be one that I need to go back to because a lot of these movies, and we've kind of talked about this before, a lot of these movies I watched once at 26 Mm -hmm. or worse yet. 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. I should really go back to some of those. That, that, that's what I'm loving the most about this 90s rewatch. Is I'm going back and seeing movies that I watched once and going like, God damn. Well, because that holds up. That movie's fucking great. A lot of the time, most of the time, it feels like when you do that, when you go back and watch something, 
it's through the lens of, I thought this was great when I was 18. What a fucking idiot I was. Yeah. It's very rarely, oh, I just didn't get this yet. Yeah. Like, uh, what, oh, yeah, one other one that I watched this week that's like still so good. Three Kings. That's another one I don't care for. Oh. And I've seen once. I love that film. I absolutely love that fucking film. Um, so are you saying I should go back to you that too? You should go back and rewatch that as well. Because <laughs> um, I mean, I, I was not in Desert Storm. I I don't know what it was like, but to me that feels what it was like. Yeah. Whereas like most of the time they're just standing around going, "What the fuck are we doing? Yeah. What is this even about?" That's a lot of military. And life a whole in bunch general. of them going, "I just want to fucking shoot somebody." Yeah. Another one's going, "There's nobody to shoot. We got to go do this. Your job today is to." ferry around this fucking reporter all day. And the reporter going, I've already seen fucking shots of the burning oil fields. Yeah. Give me something fucking new. Yeah. And just trying to make sense out of something that really didn't make fucking sense at the time. Yeah. uh, A lot of the military is just waiting Mm -hmm. to do something. Yeah. Even if it's benign. (laughs) uh, You know, not not an exciting, not like what you would think of as an exciting thing to do in the military. Like, Everything is just, you're just fucking waiting mm-hmm. all the time. It's, it's a boring job. I would have been terrible at oh, it. It's, it's a lot of it. Uh, I watched Office Space again. It's pretty good. That movie's just, yeah. <laughs> I joke, that's a top fiver for me. Oh, yeah. that. And again, watching it now as you get even older. And, I mean, I've never had the cubicle job. Right. But I've had jobs. I mean, this this was part of the beginning of the end for me with fucking Shaw House. Parts of it turned into the TPS reports. Yes. And I'm just like, yeah, even this if isn't you what I'm here for. Yeah, even if you haven't worked a cubicle job, a lot of office space relates yeah, to Yeah, you know what it's job. like to have four different bosses all harping on something that in the grand scheme of things matters nothing. Right. And you going... Is this really what we're paying attention to? Yes. Because, I, I mean, that, that's what Shaw House was turning into before, was the TPS reports, where I've got two different people really nitpicking this one thing, and I'm like, that kid over there is going to overdose if we let them yeah. back out on the street. Are we really concerned that in the food program yesterday, we didn't include an additional vegetable yeah. choice? Yeah. I get that that's important. Right. But in this moment, I'm more I'm here cuz that kid could die tomorrow. <laughs> Not because yesterday we forgot to include the fucking spinach. Right. <laughs> you know. And that's all this meeting. We've spent 45 minutes of the meeting talking about the spinach and not what we're going to do for that kid. And that's what office space really fucking nailed. Yeah, it uh it unfortunately is not on just a digital live look. Um, oh, that's a weird because that, that one, I mean, it's, I don't know if they ever see digital codes for it, but it's always like the Blu-ray is always like five bucks. Yeah, I know. But it never comes with a digital code. Right. Um, and one film that I watched that I hadn't seen since it came out, and speaking of Sinister, Pacific Heights. Yep. That film. See, that one is. Is Sinister. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Keaton. Why did he? Why did he not get more villain roles after that? He did. It was just like twenty years later. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, he's always been in my mind a severely underrated actor. Yeah. Well, I think it's because he he didn't transition as smoothly from 
like the early '80s comedy yeah. stuff to serious stuff like Tom Hanks did. Yeah, uh, and I don't know that. It's like he has a stalled Tom Hanks career. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. But I think yeah, the, they both had like the wacky '80s comedies. Yeah, and he, they both kind of broke, broke big around the same uh, time. Yeah. Hanks with Beetlejuice. I mean, Hanks with Big, him with Beetlejuice. Um, and then you know, fucking, he went on to be Batman, right? Which was giant. And then he walked away from that after two films, and then just kind of and wisely so, yeah. And then just kind of disappeared for a while. I mean, he was in a he's in a bunch of good movies in yep. the nineties and early two thousands, but it wasn't again until like Birdman, right? When people are like, "Oh shit, he can still act," and I mean, he's absolutely amazing in Spider Man Homecoming. I mean, he's one of the first villains they let fucking live. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. saying something. Uh, but watching, also watching Pacific Heights, that's a, that movie is a, just listen to your fucking wife. Yeah. Like, she never wanted him to move in in the first place. Right. She's the one who thinks he's a creep. And Matt Modine spends the entire movie, like, shouting over her about how she's just <laughs> overreacting everything. And then finally, she's the one who brings him down. Yeah. And I'm just like, why is this not more of a well-known girl power film? Because this is... That the first, was... everything goes horrible because Matt Modine won't listen to his wife, and then she's the one who has to fucking make it all okay, and it works. That was one of my uh, uh, video store posters that I had in my yep. wall that we talked about a while ago. Was yep. the I, 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 I remember it. I had a Pacific Heights poster. Uh, but going, I mean, the movie has its flaws. Uh, oh yeah, Joel Schumacher film. I've watched way more Joel Schumacher films than I expected. Um, and then lastly, I watched Get Shorty, which I love. Yep. That film's great. That's that's the only post-Pulp Fiction choice Travolta got right. Wow. Because that was one year after Pulp Fiction. And Has he not made anything worth... No. Wow. He's made a... I mean, he's been okay in a few things here and there. Yeah. But he's mostly made garbage. Huh. And it's... Like Michael, oh. or Phenomenon. God, yeah, that was a one-two punch right there. If I'm just trying to bring those, up a page, yeah. those were back to back. I remember yep. both. I remember. Yep. <clears throat> those being uh, uh, billed early as like yeah, but just absolutely just, forgettable films. Yeah, shit. Um, it's and it's too big. Watching as I started thinking about how. They need to... I don't know why every Elmore Leonard book hasn't been adapted. Because, like, especially in the 90s, you had the three... The, well, they did the... How many... Uh, haven't they made a second Chili Palmer one? Yes. Be cool. It was not well done. Was that, like, 2000s? Yeah. yeah. It, and it was just not good. It was okay, but it, it wasn't good. I know um, I haven't seen it. I, I, yeah. I've seen Get Short. One, one of the I... Rock's first films where he wasn't, like, a Scorpion King. Huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the 90s had that one, two, three punch of rum punch adaptation, Jackie Brown, get shorty and out of sight, which are, it's tough to pick the three best Elmore Leonard books because they're all good. Yeah. But those three were adapted so well that I don't know why there haven't been more, 
by good directors. There, there, are, there are a bunch of lower well, tiers, ones that are okay. Maybe the good directors don't want to be feeling like they're doing something unoriginal. Oh, well, fuck them. I'm just, I'm trying to, if Tarantino, I'm grasping if, at straws. If Tarantino can adapt one. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because Tarantino did. Yeah. Uh, that. I mean, like, two of the most independent filmmakers of the past 30 years are Soderbergh and Tarantino. And they're two out of those three. The other one being Barry Sonnefeld. Who is no slouch. But he's, right. he's not on the same level. But still fine. Um, he made the good uh, Man in Black movie, right? He did. I think he also made one of the bad ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wasn't counting that one, Dan. Uh, but yeah, that, that's, that's... And I also watched The Client, which is <coughs> not good. No. Um, but it, cause I, it, it got me wondering like, who had the most adaptations of the 90s. Is it Grisham? The, uh, actually, him... Crichton and King all had like oh, double. Crichton, they all yeah. had like double digits in the nineties. Crichton, you forget about because of, like all the Grisham, like you can tell Stephen King movies, you can tell yeah. Grisham movies because they're all the same. You, you know, can't tell Crichton. Crichton is so all over the place from fucking timeline to Jurassic Park. Yeah, uh, to two totally different movies. Uh, was timeline in the nineties? Must have been. Uh, I can't remember. That also, movie, that, also Congo. That movie sucks. <laughs> Both of those movies suck. Yeah, but well, those, that, yeah, those three: uh, Jurassic Park, Congo, Sphere, Sphere, uh, Andromeda, Andromeda Strange. Way before. Yeah, that, that was like seventy. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. There were there were a bunch. Because I mean, he writes in or Thirteenth uh, Warrior was also him. Um, he wrote in multi genre. So yeah, uh, yeah. whereas Grisham did not. No. Oh, look, it's a lawyer film. Yeah. That's a Grisham. Uh, and those were everywhere in the 90s. Michael Crichton had a way of... Uh, he was almost a... I don't even know how to put this. He was almost a... He was a more accessible writer than I think he was... Uh, if he'd wanted to, he could have written more like King, mm-hmm. is I guess the way I would put it. He is almost like intentionally Patterson, because it sells. You know what I mean? But much better. Yeah, where I don't think Patterson has the imagination and the... uh, I always really liked... uh, I'll put it this way. Michael Crichton books uh, can make you feel smart if you're not. Yes. I'm trying to say that as nicely as I can. Yeah, and I mean, also we we forget with Crichton, uh, we would not have had ER, the show without Crichton. right. Uh, but yeah, he did Sphere in the 90s, The Lost World, Jurassic Park, Twister was Crichton. Right. Would have never guessed that. Congo, Disclosure, uh, Rising Sun. Oh, Rising Sun. Rising Sun was good. Rising Sun's a great book. Uh, Jurassic Park. And it's so weird, too, because like, the last one prior to that was the Tom Selleck picture, Runaway, mm. in 1984. Oh, Westworld. He did Westworld. Yeah. Coma. The Great Train Robbery, The Terminal Man. Um, but yeah, after Runaway, it took until Jurassic Park for one of his books to be ad- adapted. And then, boom, 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 boom. There was yeah. like two a year, it seemed like, for the rest of the 90s. Uh, yeah, uh, Rising Sun was a really good book. Congo was a good book. That, one. <laughs> that movie was super bad. Sphere was an amazing book. That was a terrible movie. Also, Timeline. bringing it back, Barry Sonnefeld. When was Timeline? Did you... Did you... 2003 was yeah. Timeline. Uh, that was an... I really enjoyed that book, but man, that movie sucks. Yeah. 
Holy fuck. Um, I, do, I remember it was fear. The casting was what killed it for me. I'm like, so we're supposed to believe that Sharon Stone wants to fuck Dustin Hoffman? Yeah. Okay. Well, Timeline, uh, it was like a... Because Timeline is about these students that, like, so I don't remember how exactly it worked, but they go back in time. They get stuck in, like, the 1600s, maybe? Yeah. Um, so, like, medieval-ish time period. Medieval times without the food. Right. And part of the, the striking thing about the book, and it starts right away, one of them gets fucking slaughtered immediately, yeah. like, when they show up. And the whole book, it, like, the book sets the tone right there, like, this is brutal. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's still poppy, pulpy, yeah. un, you know, novel. But, like, this isn't just a little joy, jaunt through, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the horseback and knights and stuff. The movie felt like it was shot with that in mind. Like, it is just this fun little romp. Mm-hmm. But still kept in the elements from the book where it's not. So yeah. it feels very disjointed. Yeah. Another movie I have seen once. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, and that's what I remember with Sphere too. Is it just it didn't feel because I read, I remember I read Sphere in one night. Yeah, in it's, like the it's summer of ninety four. It's right? like a hundred and something, isn't it? No, it's, it's like a three hundred page novel. Is it but, really? But it's a fast read. What's the one that's really small? Is that Andromeda Strain? It might be. Yeah, um, but I read it in like one night, and I loved the book, and I couldn't wait for the movie. And I remember the movie was plagued with problems because it's filming underwater and all this other yeah. shit. And Sharon Stone, she's always problematic. Um, so much that he, they had to stop making the movie for a while. Yeah. Because in between he wrote, he directed the film Wag the Dog, which is a great film. But then they picked up after that and finished filming Sphere, and it feels that. Yeah. It just, again, terribly cast, just a mess of a fucking movie. You could tell, I think, Sonic film. He's never done a big budget film since then. I think it kind of broke him on that. But again, oh, such a waste of if some, I, that's a movie that needs to be remade. Yeah. Because there's a great movie waiting there. Yeah. And probably uh, could just be much better made today anyway. Yeah, some, thing, yeah, exactly. some things need, you need to wait. The uh, technology is there. Right. Especially for like a mind-bending sci-fi type of thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, the the He famous, was trying to be the abyss and it was not working. The most famous example, I guess, is Avatar where... James Cameron had this idea forever, but he had to wait for yeah. till the technology could do it, and and then had to wait for the then, technology in between again. Yeah, for another decade and I'll a give half. It to Cameron, or whatever. when he gets an idea, he fucking makes it work. Because it's like with that film, and, he, and even like with Titanic, he had to create the technology. Right. Like he, he didn't wait for other people to make it. He himself was like spearheading. I'm gonna pay for this. Yeah. I mean, it ends up paying for itself because. Everyone is using his effects house for shit. Right. You know, or the cameras or whatever it is he fucking designs. Well, and the the equipment to uh, explore deep sea. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, that was all his stuff, (laughs) right? I mean, it's really a bananas. uh, Like, if you just. We know that, but yeah. like if you just said something, well, this guy wanted to make this movie, so he invented this stuff that would that would impact science for yeah. for the rest of you know. Yeah, I bet. I wonder. I mean, here, here he's made two two billion dollar films. Yeah, I wonder what he gets more money from. Because I'm guessing a lot of that deep sea equipment, it, it's expensive. 
Oh yeah, I'm sure. And I'm. I, 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 I yeah. mean, we have no idea how these things work, but I mean, I bet he makes a good deal of money from them. I'm sure he's. He's probably set for life. I think probably. I'm gonna Google James Cameron net worth. Oh, another thing I would not have expected us to talk about today. That's the magic of our show. <laughs> he must be close. To, he is he a billionaire? Before you find out, his 2020 net worth is reported to be 700 million. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. But yeah, that's for a guy who directs movies. Yeah. That's not even a guy like I mean. Yeah, Lucas sold Lucasfilm for four billion, and he was when he get rid of just a director, but he. That's yeah, but he, he, he right. much like Cameron, he also created the stuff necessary to do what he wanted. Yeah. And then sold that studio for <laughs> what was the uh, ILM portion of the sale? That was separate, though, wasn't that before? Because Disney doesn't own ILM, do they? No, because that, that was sold. That was that was sold beforehand. Um, or it was, or it was never. I didn't. I don't know. Either way, uh, what else do we have? Uh, that's it for film, so let's hop on to the PS5 stuff. Uh, oh, the other thing that we I'm still watching, Robin and I are still uh, right into the bow, uh, oh. the HBO thing. Jesus. <laughs> My God. Uh, it's fucked up. And there's also, oh, that was another, that, uh, I'm really happy with HBO right now because there is, remember I talked a couple weeks ago about uh, hopefully they're going to keep these docuseries coming and hopefully they're going to keep these like true crime crime things coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are. There's another true yes. crime series starting uh, like October 23rd or something about the um, uh, this, these murders that happened in England by the looks of it. I don't know, maybe in the 70s or 80s. Um, and it's got like three... Uh, it was where this, uh, I think a, a woman killed five kids or something like that and yeah. herself. So I don't, I don't know, but it's got like three Game of Thrones cast members in it. Uh, mm. Mark Addy is the lead cop, he was uh, King Robert, and then uh, both of the uh, oh my god, it's been so long now. I feel like Game of Thrones was 10 years ago. Uh, Alfie Allen and what was his sister's name on the show? Alfie Allen. Uh, the Greyjoys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Greyjoy siblings are both in this oh. show. Um, so, yeah, there's at least uh, three Thrones uh, cast members. So, that starts, like, the end of this month. Okay. Um, I don't remember what the what the new docuseries was going to be, but it's... It also, I'm just really happy that they're that it looks like yeah, they're going to be is following. Doing, is smooth right yeah, because yeah. the this uh, show with the Game of Thrones people feels very much uh, like the uh, Chernobyl, where it is accurate uh, historical events, um, but yeah. you know acted out. Um, so that's what that's, and it's also the same way. It's like a six part, I think. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, PS5 event, uh, the event went well, um, the prices were what I thought, the prices were announced, uh, we already knew the release dates, like November 12th or something, um, 
the physical version is $4.99. The digital version is $3.99. Um, everything after that, as far as the pre-order rollout, was kind of a disaster because Walmart, they were supposed to wait till midnight. Sony did not, I mean, did not announce in any way when pre-orders would begin. The retailers were all told that it was the following day, but Walmart being Walmart switched theirs live as soon as the conference was over. <laughs> it was a mess. And then also it turned out that like uh, there were almost no digital, because a lot of people wanted the digital versions. And there were uh, only 1% one, 1 of the total pre-orders that were available that day were digital. Yeah. So like, wow. I don't, it's, yeah. it was really, and they, you know, people weren't able to, 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 you know, they had to come out the next day and apologize. Mm -hmm. And that's never a good, never a good thing on the day after. You don't want to do that. No. And so they're like, yeah, we're really sorry. Things, thing, and it's, it, they, it was funny. Cause it was like, things could have gone smoother yesterday. That was, the, it yeah. was in the official tweet. It was just, because usually they are very business-like, whatever. So it was just it just looked weird. Yeah, so things could have gone better. <laughs> yeah, you think? Uh, so I'm. Uh, so obviously I didn't get my pre. By the time I knew to look, or by the time I thought it was it was actually had gone live, it had been live for like 24 hours. So I didn't get. I obviously did not get my pre-order. Um, but I'd like to think they said that. There will be more PS5s available at launch than there were PS4s at that launch. Yeah. And I know I had to pre-order my PS4, but I don't think it was like... I think you could pretty much kind of get them... Yeah. Get your pre-order in right up to, you know, when they launched. Uh, so I'm just, you know, when I hear or see that more are available on Amazon, I'll pop on and mm -hmm. pre-order it. But Are you leaning towards a specific edition? <sighs> I go back and forth because there's an, I really would just like to do digital. Mm -hmm. uh, but on the other hand, I think about um, that kind of cuts out your Black Friday mm -hmm. deals because those are obviously the, you know, Best Buy is not selling you a Black Friday digital <laughs> version of something. Um, although they should, there's no reason they couldn't. Um, so on that on that side of it, I kind of like to to do that. But then even when I do, I end up not playing physical games because I don't want to get up and get the disc. Yeah, it's it's sad. Yeah, but um, I, I think I'm leaning more. I will not get one at launch. Yeah, but when I do, I think I'll get the digital, which is weird for me because I'm a physical sure. media guy. But the same thing when I when I play games, I tend to play them for a, a long time. Yeah, and after I finish a game, I very few things I go back and replay. Yeah. So I just have like a shelf, like a, a drawer right now full of PS4 games. Yeah, they're just kind of there. That could just be deleted off your hard drive, and you can always download them again if you ever did. Yeah. Um. The, yeah. The other thing with us is I also think about like over the life of having a console, my house eventually fills up to there's one in every room. Yeah. Uh, not every room, but you know what I mean. Um. I have one down here. There's one in the living room, and Colin has one in his room. Because uh, every time there has been like an upgrade, I've bought it, and you know someone you know, someone gets a PS4. <laughs> uh, so it, I mean, it'll. I do think of it that way. Uh, it, it, the the idea of having discs, 
you know, especially in the living room where the kids are obviously playing very different things than I am. Mm -hmm. I, I like the idea of just being able to jump in and out. And if Colin's yep. playing this thing, I can just jump onto mine and whatever. Um, I also reckon, and that's kind of a future proofing thing because it's not going to, and, and also the traveling up and downstairs, like if, yeah. if I have a game I, I'm playing. I like the idea that I can be playing something down here. I wish it was slicker, and I'm sure in the PS5 ecosystem it will be, where I can just shoot that save upstairs. You know, I can do it. It's just kind of clunky. Um, and then go upstairs and keep playing the same game. Um, I'm sure that as things roll out, once by the time I would get a second PS5, the, the, I'm, I'm pretty confident that functionality should be uh, pretty standard. As far as game stuff, I think the only ones that were announced that weren't already announced was... Uh, there was a Resident Evil game. There was... Final Fantasy XVI was announced... Other than that, they just showed gameplay and stuff from... Oh, and there was also the, the God of War Ragnarok teaser. Um, but other than that, I don't think there was any new stuff. They showed like eight minutes of the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Yeah, that that one looks... Oh. They, and I know they've remastered the old one. Like the oh, PS, the, They're it, remastering to, the yeah. game for the PS5. They, so the, the Miles Morales thing, people are, Confused. Sony is still, they're, they're, sometimes their messaging, it's like, why are you being secretive about this? There's is no it, reason yeah, to is be. Is this a brand new game? Is this so, add-on content for the prior game? Here's what I think it is. is because like a Red they, Dead Redemption, like. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, this is what I think. Cause so, so the thing that you, first of all, is the. The quick turnaround makes you feel like it's, you know, the quick turnaround, you know, in relative terms. But uh, when did Spider-Man come out? Uh, like 2018? Yeah. So two years for a AAA game is super fast, like yeah. way too fast. So there's that, that people kind of raise their eyes. Oh, this can't be a full sequel. There hasn't been enough time. Mm -hmm. uh, and then also it's 50 bucks and the regular uh, PS5 exclusives are going to be 70 mm -hmm. So it's discounted. So you're like, is this not a full game? And Sony keeps saying it is. It's a full story with you know, it's a sequel to the first. It takes place a year after the first game. Yeah, telling me it's a full what, story though does not make it a full game. Well, what <laughs> here's what I think slash hope is that it is every bit as uh, you know. There's just as much to collect. There's just as much. Uh, uh, story and things to do as the first game, but it's in the same exact setting. They yeah. didn't have to build didn't New York. They didn't have York's, to build the world. Right. They didn't build New York City again. Maybe you're going to go back to the same forts and, and, and whatever yeah. places. Uh, but if that's the case and everything else about it as far as how long I can realistically be in the world playing and collecting and, and yeah. going through stuff... As the first game, even if the city and everything else is identical, I am all in. Yeah. I mean, I'm all in anyway, obviously. But I mean, that's my hope. Is yeah, it's, that it's, again, it's it's New York City. Yeah. That is the Spider-Man location. Yeah, you're not gonna put him in on fucking Des Moines. So you I know, think you don't need to build yeah, something. New. So I think that it's uh, you don't have to go on a class trip to Europe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think it's I think it's just you're doing a lot of the same things yeah. and. 
I'm all right with that because Miles, they've already shown Miles to be different enough that yeah, it's not a complete it's gonna feel yeah. it's gonna feel different because uh, he's you know he's he's a slightly different Spider-Man. Um, because like Tilly was watching, he's like, whoa, where did he get those powers? Mm-hmm. Like when he goes invisible and stuff, yeah. and I had to remind her that it was the one from Spider Verse. She's like, oh yeah. Um, uh, oh, the other one was the, there's a Harry Potter. I'm still like, everyone's is calling it, it, it Quidditch. Everyone's <laughs> calling it, everyone is calling it Harry Potter RPG, but it's not Harry Potter RPG. Harry Potter is not in it. It takes place in the 1800s, I think. It's Hogwarts. It's the, was, it's the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, though. Yeah, it's, and it's like, I think it's called Hogwarts Legacy or something like that. If it's like, a, and they were, uh, I was watching uh, the game podcast that I watched this morning, and they were talking about, and I, I feel the same way. I, I don't have the the uh, the attachment to Harry Potter that other people do. I think yeah. we were a half generation too far. I I enjoy it, but again, yeah. I I like to rewatch them every once in a while. But let me tell you right now, the more fucking J.K. Rowling opens oh, I know. mouth right now, I know. When, oh, for the yeah, I mean, she's come out. For those of you who don't know, I'm sure most of you do though. Where she's been pretty disparaging towards the trans community, um, not saying that they're not real women. Blah 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 blah. And then what she go and do for her new book? Oh, her new book is about a male who dresses like a woman when he kills. It's like imagine any other character you could have done. Try to imagine even five years ago, even three years ago. Something being made in the wizarding world and not attaching her to it or Harry Potter to it. They have been very specific that she is not involved with this game. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine a company making a... a, 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 Three years ago, she was beloved. That would... Can you... Making a... Like if Lego had made the Harry Potter... uh, The author is not involved in any way making this. Yeah. So, please play. Please play this game. Uh, but they did. They, they made that announcement. She's yeah. in no way affiliated or, or uh, has any input on the game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's I'm sure she's getting funny. a check. Yeah. She, I'm sure she has to. But again, yeah. Like, nope. She's, she's over there. Yeah. Writing her book about a murderer dressing like a woman. So, <laughs> they, you know, what they... Uh, this, by the way, is a woman who wrote several books as a man mm-hmm. uh, to try to sell them. Um, how did I get there? Oh, they were yeah, talking she about didn't the even get past like it was like a, not even a month past the publication of that first Galbraith book. Yeah, where people were like, uh, "Yeah, that's Joe Joe Rowling. right?" Um, so they were they were saying the same thing on the podcast that that I was thinking if it's if it's like a good and kind of grown up, I guess is the only uh, the only way I can put it, but that's not exactly it. Uh, RPG and not just like an RPG light that has a that yeah. has a Hogwarts skin on it, then I'll play it. Like I can get oh I don't and I don't even have to care about your universe. Your universe. Yeah. If it's, if it's a, a good RPG, it's a good yeah. RPG. If it's a good RPG and it's made by you know it's it's obviously been you know a lot of time and money has been put into it, uh, then yeah I'll play it. But if it's just some sort of you know hit this button and the fucking Twizzly stick spell comes out, I don't know. Uh, now nah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm not going to be joy-gazzing every time someone says Expelliarmus. Right. You know. Uh, 
I want. Progression. I'm hoping it's kind of like The Witcher. Where I want progression trees. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's that's actually the exact thing that they because I didn't know shit about The Witcher, and right. now I don't, love that story. You don't need to. Yeah. Uh, and that's the exact comparison they made. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be as violent as Witcher, but like, if <laughs> it's in that just gutting each other, with and it's probably ball. not. Also, I wouldn't even expect it to be anywhere near as deep as The Witcher. But if it's like given yeah. that sort of treatment, then yeah, I'll, I'll Fuck, play if that. It's just you know, like if it goes deep on the level of say, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Where. Yeah, which is still a pretty light RPG, yeah. but st- enough so that you feel like you're doing something. Yeah. Like with the the. Whenever I've tried to play ones that are kind of aimed at younger audiences just because they looked fun, it's just like there's no, like the rewards aren't there. Like you don't mm-hmm. ever feel like you're working. You feel just as powerful at the beginning mm-hmm. as you do at the end and you could, because they kind of make it that way to be easy. Um, the big one, obviously we didn't see anything, but uh, they announced God of War Ragnarok and they said it's coming next year. So that, Which is also quick turnaround. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but hey, if they if there's there's anywhere abs- near as good as that yeah, first there's one. absolute. I'll, I'll put it this way: there's no way that they would make the that that this Ragnarok game is a is it a is it a you know the, yeah. you're definitely not yeah. asking the same questions. No, as Miles just, Morales. it's a sequel. Yeah, it's, it is. It is one hundred percent more about his fucking kid in this yeah, one. It is a hundred percent. The the joke has been same Kratos, different kid. <laughs> it's just gonna be a different kid every every game. Uh, so I'm obviously looking forward to that. There'll be a new Ratchet and Clank next year. Um, so in the first like year of the PS5, there are going to be three major first party exclusives, and that's really something. Yeah. Um, this they seem to have learned. Well, it's not like PS4 worked out poorly. The PS4 launch lineup was not great. Like, it had some exclusives, yeah. but they weren't very good. Uh, and they weren't, at least not very memorable. Uh, Knack was uh, famously bad. But, like, even the, the Killzone game, which is the same company that makes uh, the God of War games, it was pretty, and it was really showing off the tech, but it was not a great game. Um, yeah, I've never played it. I don't even know what it was. Uh, Killzone... I don't even remember what it was called. Um... And I never really got into the Killzone series. It was just always the best-looking game on the system. Um, Killzone 3 is good. I like that one. But anyway, uh, that's all I had. Speaking of RPGs, though, I'm only, I I believe, five (laughs) trophies away. Are you still hosed on uh, Oblivion Walker? Yeah, right now I'm kind of hosed on that. Because it sucks because I can't find two of the things now. Like, in my inventories. Because I play shit everywhere. Yeah. Or I might have sold it. Yeah. Um, but I can't find the clavicle vial mask. And That's the one that you get from killing the dog. The dog. And the ebony armor one. See, the clavicle vial mask I carried around with me because that's the hot, that has the highest... Uh, you can't enchant something that strong for speech. Yeah. Or, or bar or one of the other. Yeah. You know what I mean. So it's... Yeah, there's two things that I cannot physically find in my inventory. What was the other one? The, the ebony armor. Oh, yeah. But it's like, I know I've done those. Yeah. Because I, I, like, looked it up, and I'm like, nope, I've done that. And I went and looked through my, you know, completed thing. So I'm like, I'll go back through it where I found it, and maybe it'll be back there again or something. Maybe. But if I get fucking hosed on getting... Because this <laughs> is like, this, will be, this would be my first platinum. 
I went through your thing. You are speaking of Spider Man. You could go back and get that one pretty quickly. Yeah, that You're one like ninety five percent or the, something. The only thing with Spider Man is it was those fucking Taskmaster challenges, oh, and yeah. I fucking hated those. Yeah, I fucking hated those. So those I felt noticed. If it was go back and find three. Oh, more, and you had to go through the rings and stuff. If it was that go back sucks. and find three more backpacks. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. I, I loved those backpacks. Those fucking Taskmaster challenges, I fucking hated. So I probably won't. But yeah, I have to. Bring the Thieves Guild back to its former glory. Yep. And that's just time consuming because you have yep. to do like five different missions for yep. each fucking city. Ugh. And they're usually very simple, but that's what makes them a bore to do. Yep. It's like, oh, I just got to go back and change the numbers in this book. Or... That's what I did for every single one of them was the numbers Because it's so quick and yeah. it's easy. You don't need to sneak fucking anywhere. And you can do it any time of day. Yeah. You just need to walk in there and walk in and change the books. A lot of yeah, a lot of them. If they're open during the daytime, they will just let you walk in. Oh yeah, like hey, Frank, I'm gonna go back and forge your books for you. Yep, things are about to get real shitty for you. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> don't put A and B together. Uh, that after I walked into mm-hmm. your private office in your store, that uh, all of a sudden you got arrested for something. I have to do that one. I have to do. I have to finish the companions storyline, which isn't. No, and that also um, leads into some stuff. And then I have to DLC. have the thousand dollar bounty in all like seven towns, which just go there, kill a person, then leave. And oh yeah, then, that's and then a, you have the bounty. That takes like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only the only thing that's hard about that is is getting out of sight so you can fast travel because sometimes it can be a pain in the. Oh, ass. what I do is I just kill the I, I just kill the guard at the door. Yeah. And but, then and then run. <laughs> but sometimes someone it'll say someone's chasing you. You don't even know who it is or where. You're like, I don't see anyone. Or, or let me fast or you travel. Leave your fucking com- your companion will stay behind to fight. Oh yeah, and, st- and is just taking on ten of them at once like yeah, an, an asshole. asshole. Yeah. yeah, you have to. <laughs> you have to fucking leave the companion. Oh, I've, I've pretty much They're given just, up on companions. Just right the fucking now. worst. Um, I took on doorways. Jesus, get out of the fucking doorway, I took you asshole. On the, um, fucking the jester dude for a while. Oh. Yeah. No. That was about two hours of playing, and I'm like, nope, I'm done with him. Nope. I He talks too fucking much. I had him arrested. Did you? Yes. Nice. I didn't like him. <laughs> uh the guy that you find by the cart by yeah. the side of the road, yeah, I had him arrested. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I didn't fucking like his tone of voice. Oh. Oh, so you did you not go through the rest of the um Brotherhood with him? Oh you do. He gets pissed at you when you oh. see him again. Okay. Because he's got the 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 dead mother or the night mother, whatever the fuck her name yeah. was. That was kind of cool, because I found oh, yeah. him first yeah. with the broken wagon wheel, and yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is he toting? That's weird. Yeah, that's when I called the cops on him. And then later I did that, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh. That was the night mother he was carrying. Yeah, no matter what you do in that scenario, he still will come back uh, yeah. for your uh, Dark Brotherhood storyline. But yeah, he's pissed at you. like the He goes, I remember you, or something. Yeah, thing. he's just so fucking annoying. He's just an asshole. I, he, I did not regret it one bit. No, I, I just was like, fuck it, I'll let him follow me for like two hours, and then I was like, that, nope. Not yeah. anymore. Yeah. No, he's the worst. Um, but yeah, that is... I do like the Dark Brotherhood storylines. I, I did too. I really like that. And um, like I said, I'm doing... I'm halfway through the Companions. I joined like the Imperial Army and finished all that shit. Um, Nazi. The other ones are racists. Who the... The, the Stormcloaks are racists. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of that. It's of, like I didn't like joining either side. Yeah, that's the beauty of that choice is they both suck. It's like I don't like the law and order of the Imperials, but I yeah. really don't like that the other ones are like fucking Nords only. Dan's over here narking. Mm-hmm. Like, can't I just kill them all? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Well, that... I did. After the war's over, I just started 
indiscriminately yeah. killing whoever I wanted. Yeah. Oh, you're a Jarl? I'm going to fucking yeah. knife you anyway. Um, so what... Actually, I'm curious now. What happens as an Imperial is... Uh, where to, like, all the other... Because, like, when you... Uh, if you play it as Stormcloak, you take over whatever that city is. Yeah, we took over Winterheld. Okay, and then do are all of the other Jarls in the basement in the prison down there? Oh, I have no idea. Okay. I just did the mission and it was like, fucking whatever. Because, well, move, somewhere move somewhere in, in the castle that you've taken over, uh, all the Jarls from the other side that lost are all just chilling in a room. <laughs> you, so, because <laughs> that's how I, remember we talked about the... Uh, when I did something at the very end of my game that was one of my very first uh, missions was the taking a sword from the what's-her-name to her father. Yeah. Like, I was able to bang out, like, five different missions because all of them were sitting in one room because <laughs> awesome. they had all been arrested. And I love it when that happens. Yeah, it was awesome. So, yeah, I'm getting to the point now where I've... I'll probably stop playing this pretty soon because yeah. it's... It's at the point now where also where everything is just so fucking easy. Yeah. Like, I, I like the aspect of the game in the early where you have to collect shit, and you have to do this, and you have to do that. Now it's just like, like when I did the Imperial War versus the Stormcloaks, and you have to defeat 100%, it took like two minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm strong, my fucking follower is strong. Yeah. It's, yeah. I just stand back with a bow and just, I, I, I don't even want, I don't even want to be bothered walking around. I still have to, my bow is still only like 40, I gotta, What? I don't use the bow. I just don't. You can get your bow up to my crazy my numbers. my two hand is up to like eighty now, almost. My one hand has been at one hundred forever. Um, my speech is at like seventy five, eighty. Um, my block is at like thirty because I don't ever. I don't need to block anything at this point. No, I did it just to. I went. My I, light armor is one hundred. My heavy armor is high. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's I'm, sad I'm at like when a level, I'm at like a level done, 67 though. or so. Oh, so you're well beyond the original, the original 50. That's good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, but at this point, yeah, nothing. No, I, I, you know, you go and you're like, oh, this thing's supposed to be very tough to defeat, and like three hits later, I'm like, yeah, yeah all right. There are a couple things in the DLC that are intentionally harder because they know that you're. Yeah, I mean, I, everything is supposed to level with you, but it still doesn't. Yeah, I haven't done the Dawnstar DLC yet. Yeah. I've done a lot of the the Dragonborn. Yeah, the Dawnstar is connected to the companion stuff, so. Yeah, yeah, the dra- the Dragonborn. I, I I've done most of that stuff. There's still a few things I got to go on there and do. But like the yeah, the Dawnstar is pretty much it to do. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then that game will be pr- surprisingly pretty much completed for me. And then you're going to feel sad about it for a couple days. Kind of, I, I've, I've already kind of felt sad about it. I, I felt like I mourned. Mi- none of the missions anymore. Doesn't feel the same. Yeah. Yeah, it's I like kind before, of. It's like, you know, you'd look in every room, you'd, you'd check yeah. out everything, you'd search and everything, and now it's like, nope, I'm just going through because I need to kill the guy five rooms away. Yeah. And then I'm just... Not searching any of the people I kill, not taking anything. I'm just yep. going in, killing, and leaving. It's empty. <laughs> Much like the life of what a real killer would be. I, would I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, and I'm... then I'll have to pick something new to play. Yep. Well, there's all kinds of it out there. Yes, there is. All right. I will be back when we're back, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs>